Welcome to the Miko One Show. I am the host overseer in Stella. Today we have a mighty man of God. He's a pastor. He's the CEO and founder of Total Praise Mind Ministries. He is an entrepreneur. He's a real estate agent and the CEO of Second Chance Credit Line, LLC. Welcome, Pastor Tavon Thomas. Thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Oh my God. You. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> but I'm just going to say thank you, Jesus, that you are able to be a part of the Miko One Show. It's such an honor and privilege to have you here. Hallelujah. Yes, and you do you. so much. Just like I said, you a pastor, you an entrepreneur, you do ministry on all levels and all avenues and you in and out of town you in school for your divinity yes. degree jesus yes. and you got children you a father you a husband yes. so i'm just like multi-talented with uh your your schedule is just busy 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 <laughs> yes you should you know about that yeah <laughs> The shift. And I just thank God for the divine connection of how we met. You were yeah. miming. And I was like, Holy Ghost said, get us contact because you're going to use him for the Poetic Justice for God ministry. You're going to you need to interview him for the Miko one show. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And so yeah. I, we finally connected. So yes. I'm just so it's just it's an honor, sir. So yeah. thank you. I, I want to say one thing. How do you manage and balance ministry with your business aspect? Listen, that takes the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, as we had already mentioned, I carry a lot of different hats. I do a lot of different things. Time is of the essence for me. So when um, various different things come up, such as ministry opportunities, I'm a full-time pastor. I am pastoring a shepherd. I am a shepherd and I'm pastoring a flock. So this is not just carrying the title of pastor. No, I am in full-time ministry on Sunday morning in front of the congregation. Uh, my church is called Father's House of Prayer Mission Baptist Church, and we're located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, that ministry has been in existence for 38 years, and I've been walking with that ministry since I was in high school. And to now be their pastor, um, it is such an honor and a privilege. They had, they lost their pastor for whatever reason, and immediately they called me and said, are you ready to be a pastor? And I said, I will lend my services to you for a year, and then we'll talk about it. I just want to be put in place, you know, just to ensure that you are still getting the teaching, you're still getting the example, you're still getting a Bible study. And it's been about nine months, 10 months so far. And now we are now having conversations about having the installation service and doing all of these different things. So uh, I'm grateful to the Lord. But uh, being a full-time pastor, a business owner of Second Chance Credit Services, as well as being the owner of Second Chance Leasing and Real Estate, it, I am all over the place doing everything at the same time. And the way I balance that is by, like I said, being led by the Holy Spirit, because sometimes uh, real estate need me more than pastoring. Um, thank God that we have people in place in my ministry. There's a full board of deacons. I have a full board of, of financial um, secretaries. I have a secretary for the church. So I am blessed because they're not pulling on me the way a typical pastor is pulled on. Um, so so all, all of those people are in place. The leadership team is in place and uh, they allow me to handle what I need to handle because I was already doing that before I became their pastor. So 
to have an assurance to know that these folks are in their place and I don't have to worry about the business of the church, but oversee the business of the church. I am blessed. I am blessed. So God tells me where he wants me to go, when he wants me to go and when he wants me to stop. So I definitely have to have an ear to the spirit as well. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Hey, yeah. So looking at you being a real estate agent, how do you qualify people with bad credit to qualify for buying a home? Yeah. So first we have to be honest, be honest. Hey, listen, I need help. I need help. My credit is <laughs> not where it needs to be. I need help. And being a real estate agent and being a financial advisor for the, the company that I own in, in helping repair credit on various different levels, uh, it, they go hand in hand. You can't purchase a property without making sure your credit is in order. So I prepare my people, one, to go and get them an annual credit report, which is annualcreditreport.com. is a free website. They pull all three credit bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. They pull those. And then we sit down and have a, a consultation. We look at where, where might some errors be that's holding you back or how many times is the collection on your credit report and it shouldn't be there? So first I look for things on their credit report that's an error or a duplicate that could potentially give them some extra points or extra boost. Then after we look at that, we have our consultation. Then we put a plan in place so that we can execute the deletion of those items. Then I slide you in through the credit repair restoration program that I have within the company. After we get you to where you need to be, now we slide sliding you over to my mortgage lender to get you pre-approved. And now you're dealing with me all the while from the beginning to the end until you actually get the keys to your dream home. So I tell you, first is being honest, being honest about where you are, putting some realistic goals in place and just helping them manage their money. Managing the money is the most important thing uh, that um, th that uh, my clients struggle with when they come to me through the door of credit leading through the door of home ownership. So, you know, I just put a plan in place, review with them, give them some strict, I mean, strict expectations and instructions. And I like to uh, tell them, I said, listen, don't go to Credit Town without me in the car. If you go to Credit Town without me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that means don't buy nothing. Don't put your name on nothing. Don't put your social security number on nothing without having a conversation with me. Yeah. Um, because if you do that, you're you're stopping yourself from getting to your goal. So I'm kind of like your, your credit guru to help you get to that goal that you you know, of home ownership. So it's, it's all about conversations and getting people to realize it's not as bad as you think it is. These are the various different things you got to do in order to reach that goal. So when we think about staging a home, are you mm -hmm. familiar with staging? Of home course. <laughs> oh my God. So my thing is, I just learned about staging homes for, um, for real estate to to increase the sales. Mm -hmm. So what are the pros and the cons of staging? Start off with it. Some people might not know what staging is. Sure. So let's tell, tell us a little bit about staging a home. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So staging a home is simply um, giving the aesthetic to the potential buyer as to what can be done in a specific area in the home. 
So maybe they may stage only the living room or only the kitchen, or maybe they stage the entire house, allowing you to feel the warmth of a home and then give you some ideas as to how you want your furniture to be placed inside of the home. Maybe you you want to throw all your furniture away and come into a house brand new. That's what staging is all about, giving you the aesthetics of what can be done in an area that you may, you know, a, t- a typical person may not know what to do. Um, and some people call it a uh, they call it um, feng shui or yeah. they call it a different type of um, name in terms of how to deal with the corners of a home or a little is too little or much is too much, you know? So staging is a way for you to just say, okay, I, I want to mimic what I see. That's why I want to buy this home because the staging is, is the driving force as to what you should do in a particular home. Now, the pros of a staging is it helps you see, you know, what the area in the house can be done to it. You know, what kind of furniture should go in here? What kind of kitchen equipment should go in here? Um, and, and it just gives you some ideas. Now, the con to it is when you go through these homes and you see the staging, the first thing people say is, can I buy that couch? <laughs> <laughs> can I get that appliance? <laughs> and, and it's not for sale. It is not for sale at all. So sometimes it kind of discourages the person. Well, well, where am I going to find a couch? that looks like that? Or where can I find an appliance that looks like that? So those are, you know, one pro and one con, but I love a staged home. When I walk in the property and the property's already staged, it is a selling force. Why? Because you create an image for this potential buyer. Say, listen, sit down on a couch. Can you imagine sitting in your living with your family with you and look at the TV and this TV is humongous, you know? So you begin to visualize uh, what the environment will be if you actually had your family there with you. So it's really a good idea, but the only downside is that you can't buy that furniture when (laughs) it's time to buy that property. (laughs) So my thing is if you stage your home and some of the things like, you know how some people like to do yard sales. So thinking about staging a home and if you want to buy the property or the material or the, I'm leaving you the appliances, that would help. That would help. Of course. So you, of course. So of some, course. It does some help. People, it does help. So some of the people that's thinking about selling their home, they need to think about instead of having a garage sale, stage your home where your products will be able to be sold with the house. Yes, we actually, uh, I actually am in a process of nailing down a, a rent, uh, um, a home now where uh, there was a nook inside of the kitchen that was customized to match the floor and the countertops of this particular property. And because I'm a great negotiator, I was able to negotiate that nook into the contract, which, you know, they, they accepted the offer. So that's going to settlement on uh, April the 12th. And there was this particular couch that was inside of the property that the my client sat in while we were walking around um you know while the other family members walking around they were just sitting in a, uh, in a in a couch and they was like can I get this couch I was like I don't think you can get this one because I think that they just probably left it here as a for you to just sit in and you know get comfortable well when I got the offer accepted and we did the home inspection the seller actually said the couch can be thrown in without a problem so not only did they sit in it and prepare themselves to purchase the property they asked me for it and I wasn't sure if I could get it 
but because they were persistent, they were able to get it. So sometimes it may not be in the contract, but they still may leave it just because they didn't want to carry it when it was time to fully leave the property. And they made so much off the property. They were like, you know what? Take the couch, whatever. <laughs> take whatever you want. Just take yeah. it. <laughs> Just, we did good. Let's keep it moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So they, they were able to get the property at full price um, because the, the renovations to this particular property was so beautiful. I told them not to lowball the offer. I told them to give the people what they're asking. And because of that, they were able to make out with that nook and make out with the couch and everything. And they got some air conditioners involved. They got that. Yeah. So because, you know, sometimes you should never lowball because you never know what you're going to get for giving them what they are asking for. And sometimes they say they may say, well, I'm not going to write it, but I'll leave you this, 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 this and this um, just because you were honest and gave me what I thought my property was worth. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Second chance credit services. Yes. I know you you do deal with credit repair and a whole lot, but do you also do deal with investments? I do. I do. That's what that's what Second Chance Credit Services is all about. Second Chance Credit Services um was the beginning umbrella of this enterprise of the Thomas Enterprises. And that was my first baby, my Second Chance Credit Services. And the way that started was I had some stuff on my own credit that back in the day, there was no one other than paying someone to do it, right? So I went to the library. I started to create a manual for myself, indicating what I what worked, what didn't work, uh, what steps I had to take in order to get these student loans removed off of my credit report. Yes, I said student loans. Some people think student loans cannot be removed. Well, they can. If wow. you document it properly, you can, you can basically get anything off of your credit report if if you use the law to your advantage, which is the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act. Now, I did my manual. Um, I did about two years of, you know, educating myself. I did about seven years of executing that plan. And once I was comfortable enough to use a, um, a real person, that's how Second Chance Credit Services was birthed. It started from there. My accountant told me within the first two months of starting my LLC, he has never seen the amount of income that I was able to generate in the first two months of being a first-time business owner. So this, it, it worked. It worked. What happened to me is working for my current clients right now. I have over 75 current clients right now. Wow. Yes, 75 Current clients getting their credit um, credit repairs done and improvements and uh, helping them along their journey and getting credit together and building credit and getting credit cards and things of that nature. Now I became uh, um, a realtor and I birthed Second Chance Leasing in Real Estate. So under the umbrella of Thomas Enterprises, you have Second Chance Credit Services and Second Chance Leasing in Real Estate. Well, you may say, well, why you name it Second Chance? Because most people need a second chance. Yeah. I made a mistake with my credit the first time. I just need someone to believe in me again in order to move a little bit further. And that's what we do here at Second Chance, giving you a second chance. So when clients come and be a part of the program, whether credit repair or be a client to real estate, I tell them, thank you for enjoying this ride to a second chance. So I, I love my, I love my, I love what I do. And I love my baby, Tommy Enterprises. <laughs> 
Okay, let's talk about the mind ministry, total praise mind ministry. Oh my God. Tell us a little bit. What is mine to you? What do you define mine ministry? Mine, yes, my ministry to me is when you can block out everything that you're experiencing and envision you dancing before the throne. Um, I think I'm different than a typical mimer. Why? Because I envision me dancing in the throne room beyond the veil where God is just sitting on his throne and the sun is sitting at his right hand and the foreign beasts and elders are just laying down and your angels are crying holy. I imagine that I'm in a throne room of God ministering to God with the gift that he's given to me. Now you were there when when, when I ministered before in New York City and that's exactly what you expect experience. It was beyond a normal, typical mind ministry. It, my my trademark for Total Praise Mime is it's not a dance. It's a worship experience. And that's exactly what it is. You are getting a glimpse of my worship that I give to the Lord. So my ministry for me is 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 an is a is a worship experience, not a dance. Anyone can dance, but 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 not all people are anointed to break chains and break the yoke of bondage in the atmosphere. So um you've seen it. The Lord began to deal with me and I begin to pull people and give them what thus saith the Lord. And you you give us a prophetic dance. Yeah, I exactly think is, is I loved it because my they don't a lot of people still don't understand mine. You yeah. you have you, your mind mean when you look at mine, this is me personally. Your mind, body, soul, and spirit have to be connected to the Holy Ghost. You need to fast and pray. See yes. what God is saying. Because not only is he speaking to you before the dance, but during the dance, as you break in these chains, you're breaking strongholds. People are pouring out and getting delivered and yes. set free. You're not speaking a word, but you're miming through music, through kinetic music and movement. But the movement is anointed with the Holy Ghost. So you're not yes. popping in, breaking dance and dropping in like like it's hot. No, no, no. You got to lay before God. Yes, you do. Purge yourself, that mind, because it messes with your emotions. Yes. Hallelujah. So yes. you, you're fighting every stronghold. The devil is busy, right? He can Absolutely. come against your mind and distract you, but you breaking them strongholds. You like, I'm calling on the Lord a host right here because we're going right. to battle. It's a battleground for the mind. That's right. That's a lot of right. people don't pay attention to that. It's not a dance. No, you know, so my son, one, I was calling her a mimer. She's like, I'm, I want to be called a prophetic. She, she renamed herself as a prophetic dancer. Mm-hmm. And that was even, that was fine too, because dance, you're moving. But when you move yeah. prophetically, you're speaking at a different tone, a different language. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. Yes. How, yes. You hit so the how long, you, head. <laughs> how long you been doing my ministry? Over 19 years, um, 34 years old. And I started when I was about 11 years old. Um, I was in the bleachers of University City High School. I'll never forget. I, re- I, I can envision it while it's happening now in my head. I was up in the bleachers and I saw a, full, a, a family of four. They were dressed in all black, white makeup, never seen it before. Um, they began to minister to a song called Set the Atmosphere. And when they ministered to that, that thing blessed me so much to a point result that that spiritual gift started growing on the inside of me. And I told our youth leader that was with us who took us to this gospel fest at a high school, I said, I want to do that. 
that I I feel like I'm being led to do that. I want to do that. And then she began to train me. Her name is Suzette Douglas Brown, and she's now the pastor of Clearview United Methodist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She trained me. Uh, when I first met Suzette, I was a, a cussing something. I was a fighting something. I was something that you would never imagine. I mean, to a point where when she first met me and I asked her, could I go to church with her? She said, I don't put cussing children in my car. And, and it, I'm telling you, I was hard. I was the baddest thing on that block. I'm telling you. But the Lord definitely did a work. And because she was persistent and consistent, she she broke some things in my life to lead me down a path that where everything that I do must glorify God. So I'm grateful to the Lord for her. I mean, even when I wanted to commit suicide, mm-hmm. uh, I remember this one. And, and this is a part of my testimony. I was trying to cut my wrist. Mm-hmm. I was I had the knife in my hand and I was getting ready to slice my wrist and the phone kept ringing. And every time I lift the knife off of my wrist, the phone would stop. And then I went down at, at my wrist again and the phone would ring second time. And then I lifted up the phone would stop. Not understanding the correlation. I went down again, the phone would ring, and then I lifted up the third time. I got sick and tired that the phone kept ringing. So I answered the telephone and it was actually Suzette. She said, hey, Tavon, can you come down to my house? I have something for you. I went down to her house and all she did was hug me. She just wrapped her arms around me and hugged me. And I began to cry and bawl because at that moment I was going through, you know, my own things and things of that nature. And I I, I said, what? what? I didn't understand. And she said, God told me to keep calling and don't stop. Mm. He knew, God knew that what I was doing was going to prevail if I continued and God put that prayer warrior in my life. And she told me, she didn't say nothing. She opened that door. She grabbed me like I was her child. And she just squeezed me and she began to cry. I began to cry. And she told me, she said, God told me to keep calling and not stop. And I told her what I was doing. I said, I was getting ready to kill myself. And she began to elaborate on what the Lord was. So she said, I already knew. God already showed me. I was sleeping, had a dream. He told me to call you and not stop. So I do believe that that God had his his plan in his hand on my life at a very young age. And he knew that the devil was as close as A is to B. And because he had a plan for me to be the pastor of Father's House of Prayer, he knew that that intervention was needed through Suzette. That was the only person that I was going to receive anything from. And he put that angel in my life. So I, I, I didn't mean to go that way, but no, just it's to- okay, but he's <laughs> shifting. And it's so amazing because your um the the mind ministry is based on Acts 17, 6. Yes. Verse 6. I'm reading the amplified version. Yes. But when they failed to find them, they dragged Jason and some brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down, down have come hither. <laughs> And I want to read seven. And Jason has welcomed them into the, his house and protected them. That's her. That's right. I'm That's telling her. you, that is the and basis are, of yes. the ministry. And, and they are all saying things contrary to decree of Caesar, actually claiming that there is another king, Jesus. That's right. That's, and, and so, you know, she was fighting spiritually, yes. warfaring, intercessory, because yeah. he showed her. What yes. you gonna do? He said, "Call him to and not stop." 
And, that's, and my thing is, you, you, your ministry, I know it's based on mental illness. I know you got some mental illness. Somewhere. Oh my goodness. You hit the nail on the head. I am going through a two week training right now for mental illness. I am being trained through Rockford Psychological uh, Psychotic uh, Hospital in the state of uh, Delaware. And mm-hmm. I'm training mental illness because nine, to be very honest, the church is in need of mental healing, right? Mm -hmm. So, so because I'm a shepherd, I need lenses to be able to see when the sheep are going through some mental battles. So the fact that you said that, and I don't say that to anybody, that's something that I keep to myself as in terms of, you know, personal uh, education, but I'm currently right now, and I finished that on April the 3rd. So God know, God knew. <laughs> but yes, that that that's so that is so the truth. We we put these masks on, we come in, yes, glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then we go home and we cry ourselves to sleep, or we are drinking a drink that is no good for us. And and those things are simply a, a clarion call. I need help. But if your ears are not in tune to the voice of the individual that's crying out for help, you're going to pass over them or say, oh, they're strong. They're just going through. They'll come through. Or you'll give these cliches. You got it. God don't put more on you than you can bear. But baby, sometimes I need to know that um, yes, God loves me. Yes, God doesn't put more on me than I can bear. But I'm hearing things that's not normal. I'm seeing things that you don't see and and, and we're ill-equipped as a body of Christ when it comes to mental health. And and it's important that if you have any viewers who are pastors, ministers, youth pastors, elders, missionaries, trustees, lay members, whoever you are believing in Christ, get you some understanding of mental illness so that you can understand how to assist a brother or sister. Hallelujah, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Pastor Tavon Thomas. This was a beautiful interview and you opened up so everything flowed. I was going to ask two more questions, but you flowed into them naturally. Holy Ghost said he's done. He didn't yeah. answer everything. You, you, I, I'm like, Lord, Holy Ghost, I ain't got nothing else to say because you and you left us with an ins- inspirational message yeah. at the end. And man, Amen. so I just. Just want to say thank you for taking out your time and your talent to be a part of the Nicole One Show. Amen. I'm going to close with a prayer. Of course. So, Father God, right now, we just say thank you. We thank you for divine connection, Father God, how you bringing down strongholds with ministries. You redesign and you're giving us a narrative to stay connected with the Holy Ghost, not man, but with Jesus. We thank you for the son, the only begotten son that died and suffered on Calvary, that birthed the salvation that we can call on his name, even in the midnight hour. We bind and bind and decree victory of every mental illness, Father God. There's a stronghold. It's passed down through generations and generations and generations to come. It's a generational curse. We come against every curse that comes against us mentally, Father God. Suicide, low self-esteem, insecurity, Father God. We bind in depression, bipolar, schizophrenic, where our minds are split. We ask them that you 
We speak peace over everything, Father God. Circumcise our hearts, Father God. The brokenness, the hurt, the rejection, Father God. We bind that pain by the blood and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Father God. You are the Alpha and the Omega. We thank you, Father God, that you gave us life, the breath of life, Father God. Renew, restore, reestablish. We thank you for unconditional favor with resources, Father God. I'm praying for Tavon, Pastor Tavon, his schooling, his ministry, his family, his children, his wife, Father God, as they continue to stand on the word, increase the favor, increase the resources. You know what is needed. Programs, Father God, outreach, Father God, take him to every part of the world, north, south, east, and west, Father God. You're raising up kings and queens, and he birthing generationals and coming against every generational curse, Father God. And we say thank you in advance. Mm-hmm. We ask these many blessings in thy son, Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.